forgot we had spooky music. Yeah, it's spooky time because this is kicking off our All Right Scary Athon. Yes, this is the the most magical time of year. It is all right, scary. It is uh, it is our our spooky programming that uh, I this this year I we think we've got the most mixed bag we've ever had of all right scaries. There's some some gems, some uncut gems, gems. some gems, <laughs> some gems. <laughs> Uh, we're talking about a trilogy, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be great. We're finally talking about a certain television show. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm yeah. Excited. Uh, all on main, I, all on main leading up to uh Dracula. Yeah, that's right. You know, let, let it be heard here now that we are on main. We are showing hole on main. We are covering Dracula on main. Yeah. Bloody hole. Bloody hole. So, you know, you better get your, you know. <laughs> I don't know. You better get your, your spider. <laughs> get your spiders on your tits because yeah, that's it's gonna line. be. That's yeah, well, get your spiders on your tits and buckle up because it's gonna yeah. be a bumpy ride. Yeah, it's gonna be a bloody ass. Yeah, um, right. and I know when I great... yell that I sound like your mother. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Um. So we're off to a great start. So. Uh, I actually I have to say this right up front. I'm going into this our inaugural all right scary episode sleeping with the enemy 1991 sleeping with the enemy. I feel like I'm watching it through a very specific lens that is making me a complete and total sleeping with the enemy apologist. Interesting. Okay, apologist. I hope you're not apologizing for the villain. For the oh, <laughs> I, I mean, no, no. I think there's just there's there's an element of this movie that. So the way that I watched this was, it's as if it was like the Saturday night movie on like WPIX eleven, and there's commercial breaks, mm. and there's a, and it's you know 1997 or something like that, or maybe the WB had taken over by then, so maybe it's 95. Um, in any event, my parents are already divorced. I know that much. Got it. Got it. Well, you know, marriages rarely work out in any of the movies we've been watching recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I hear you on this. This movie also, it, there's a, a lifetime quality to it, except with much better music, much better equipment in terms of cinematography and, you know, budget. And, uh, you know, obviously the star power of Julia Roberts. But otherwise, you know, the script is pretty similar the wheel is not being reinvented here and i think that's part of what i like about this is that it's it just is what it is it's just a you know any of the like the deeper messages like the fact that sarah means princess and princess is what he used to call her and her new last name's waters and that's where she quote unquote drowned oh. that's about uh, as deep as this movie gets yeah. it's, it's Eighth about great english yeah. yeah yeah this is about as deep as that bathtub that she spends about <laughs> 2.5 seconds in and yet it's the iconic image from this movie well i mean there is an iconic nature to that image because she's literally drowning in her own house you know what i mean sure no it's just when it when it finally happened i was like oh being reborn just, anyway sorry. i just imagined but i just thought she'd be in the tub a little longer that's mm. all 
It just was like, yeah, oh, oh, we're out I of the tub. I seem to remember her, and, and this was the case, right? She's in the tub is when she notices the towels. But I yes. seem to remember there being a lot more suspense with her being in the tub. And you know what I am thinking of is the, I think it's from the 90s, Diabolique? No, no. We've already covered this last year. We covered What Lies Beneath, which has a very, with Shelley Pfeiffer, which has a very, very tense sequence in the tub. I feel like that tub sequence made up for what I wanted from Mm. Sleeping with the Enemy tub sequence. And Mm. um, yeah, tub sequences, you know, because like Nightmare on Elm Street has a tub sequence. Ghostbusters 2 has that creepy, you know, when she's giving the baby a bath and it turns into the slime. Oh, Siggy Weaver running out of the bathtub with baby Oscar is yes, and then iconic. Seeing, seeing the, the guy outside the window. Uh. Uh, Ghostbusters 2 in some ways scares me more than Ghostbusters 1. Uh, I could definitely see that. Yeah, the guy in the painting is uh, horrific. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like that you get more of Sigourney not being possessed, you know? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, she's a little bit more damsely in the second one, which I don't like. But um, yeah, yeah, that's okay. yeah. Well, we're gonna do. Um, I I love about what I love about sleeping with the enemy uh, is the the locations that it was filmed in, and then I also love the nineties of it, um, particularly the mom storyline giving me like the net vibes. There's also a oh. scene in a carnival which is very nineties. Oh. Um, sh- she gets in drag, which you know I forgot about completely. Like just pulling in all of the Hillary Swank vibes from boys don't cry i was just like Completely. this is working for me this is working for me and not for nothing another kind of 90s kind of reference which is very random um but the the the, the enemy when he's on the boat and he's screaming laura you know stella stella mm-hmm. um he reminds me of david archuleta david archuleta from american no Idol? david arquette sorry david arquette <laughs> It's like, well, I don't know. Yeah. David Arquette from from Scream, obviously. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I think and, and for a lot of the reasons you mentioned, there's there is also this wonderful like campness. Uh, there's a, a camp uh, flavor in there. Like, I think uh, which I also forget. forgot about her getting into that boys don't cry drag. Mm. Um, I was like, this is. I get the like logic of like then no one would be like, oh, yeah, a young woman came to see her recently. But like once that happened and then honestly, the moment that she opened up the cabinets and saw all the cans rearranged, I was like, oh, this movie. And that's why I'm an apologist. I love it. Like, why would the man take the time to rearrange her cans? But like, I don't care because I just love I love the moment, and I love the that horrors of the someone horrors. with OCD. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Right. It's just like, and it's V eight. Like the the fact that it was V eight. I'm like, oh my God! This feels like it's out of a drag sketch. <laughs> exactly. It's just there. There's so much about it. I'm like, oh, this needs to be more of a reference point. Like this is just because you know, for anyone who doesn't know, Sleeping with the Enemy is a very simple story. Uh, poor Laura Burney, played by a very young Julia Roberts in 1991, is married to Patrick Bergen's uh, Martin. And I feel like I don't know him from anything else but this movie. I looked him up and he was he was 
Robin Hood in Robin Hood, but they made it with Uma Thurman, but they made it come out on TV because Prince of Thieves came out the same year. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was the British yeah. version. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never heard of her. Um, but anyway, Martin's a monster and he's, he's very abusive and he gaslights her and he's a total narcissist and blah, blah, blah. And she is one night they go out on their neighbor's boat and Sarah, who has been claiming to not be able to swim. Laura. Uh, Laura, excuse me. I, I got ahead of myself. Laura, who claims that she can't swim, tips herself overboard when the when the waters <laughs> get rough. Whoops. And uh, fakes her death. And turns out, guess who's been going to the YWCA and taking mm. swimming lessons for six mm -hmm. months? Yeah, she hasn't Laura. been going to the, the library where she was claiming to work. She no. was getting swimming lessons. That's right. Getting those lessons. And yeah. so then she uh, cuts her hair, puts on a terrible wig, uh, you know, gets into some jeans and gets on a bus and goes to Iowa. And for whatever reason, throws her wedding ring into the toilet and doesn't flush yeah right like it doesn't at least like i think she gives it a flush but it's like she's they got one of those european toilets where there's like the the small button and the big button she should have hit the big button sure uh yeah that was probably the second most frustrating thing about the movie is how you know obviously like she had been planning this but I don't know. There was so much that she was doing in the house. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Just leave. You have to run. You have to go. You go, go do this outside. Why are you cutting your hair in the bathroom? Right? Like, I don't know. There was th that. But the most frustrating thing was that fucking phone call from that woman that was like, oh, but she learned how to swim. Oh, yes. Because, yeah, eventually one of her swimming lady friends gets a hold of Martin and is like, oh, we're so sorry to hear about Laura. We just love doing the butterfly with her. Ugh. And that's when he starts to sniff out like, oh, it was, it was maddening. I mean, I, I, sh I should say this now. That's not the most maddening thing about the movie. Uh, I'll just put a pin in that. There's a, obviously a much serious issue, serious issue that makes me mad about this movie. But um, yeah, this is one of those movies that just kind of lives very much in the 90s. I feel like it was almost sort of remade with Jennifer Lopez. Oh, enough. You have the divine right to protect the lives of you and your child. Piece of cake, piece of ass. Yes. Yeah, I still haven't seen that movie, but I know Juliette Lewis what is in it. What the I know. fuck, Mary? It's made the short list of movies we were going to do on this podcast, but... that That's true. That's true. I feel like I feel like we should... We should do that movie eventually. Um, it's it's just one of those movies you need to see to believe. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think I'd really enjoy it. And who plays her, like, trainer? Doesn't she have, like, a hot trainer? Oh, yeah, I forget his name, but you're right. Oh, it's he, a 2002 he... movie. I can, probably, I can tell you right now, folks, because everyone is here. Uh, oh, so Billy Campbell's the bad husband. Mm-hmm. Dan Futterman's like the sweet guy. Yeah, he's the uh, the guy from uh, the Birdcage. The Birdcage, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, no Wiley, who's he? Right. He no Wiley is is the one that you think is Brecken Meyer, but he's not. Yes, it's not. No. And then there's Fred Ward who plays Jupiter. Oh, his and, her father. Yeah. Oh, her father. And then uh, you know Bill Cobbs plays Jim. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who the hot guy is, but uh, there is someone named Bruce Young li labeled as instructor. But I feel like she'd have a trainer with the name. So no, 
it's not that's not the case in this movie. I think that is it. But anyway, we're talking about Sleeping with the Enemy, which was the predecessor, I feel like, to Enough. Enough made her take her own powers into her own hands in a different way. Uh, Sleeping with the Enemy, I think, because it, it lives in the 90s, so it was of that time where they were telling the story, a bigger story, right? The fact that she had to fake her own death in order to escape her husband because no one else could help her, right? There was that very short passing moment. I think it was in when she moves to Iowa. She says like, oh, you know, I, I couldn't do anything about. It. Oh, no, it was when she was on the bus. The, you know, didn't, didn't she want to tell anybody? She's like, well, she couldn't. You know, she, they said, oh, a restraining order, you know, which is laughable, right? And this was like, this is like a thing with domestic abuse, right? It, they're just... I don't want to go off on a tangent, but anyway, that was that was a thing in the movie, right? That she had to fake her own death in order to get out. Well, and and you know, you you do bring us to the bus and who I would play in this movie, which is the woman on the bus, played by Nancy Fish. Okay, uh, you wouldn't I, play the mother. I can't stand the mother in this movie. She is <laughs> now. Here's the deal. There is a similar character in the movie Hush with Gwyneth Paltrow and Jessica Lange who I like more. It's, a, it's the exact same character, but it's like an aunt, and I think she gets, like, locked in a in a sauna or something. But anyway, she I— She reminds me—sorry, the mother reminds me of the woman in the opening scene of Ghostbusters that runs out of the library screaming. Yes. I always want to say her name is Alice Ghostly, but I don't think that's her. But she—I know who you're talking about. Uh, this woman, yeah, she gives me a little bit of like, if you can't get Jessica Tandy, get Elizabeth Lawrence. Is that who plays the mother? That's who plays the mother. Yeah. Who, who's this fish woman that you want to play? So Nancy Fish, so she's the woman on the bus who, yes. um, but, Laura, but how do you know her? So she was in, I, and I feel like sometimes it might just be because I, I play a lot of like IMDb rabbit hole and I just get to know people's pictures. I'm like, Oh look, it's Nancy fish. But I think I know her most. She played a nurse in the movie, the exorcist three. And I feel like that's why I've like come across her a number of times, but Got she's it. been in a bunch of different things. And I just, uh, I thought she was great in this one scene. I thought she had some very like great little face acting when she was like, Oh, so, uh, you know, how long were you with them? And I just, I love a character like that. Who's like, I'm just a lady on the bus. You can tell me the truth. I love that. Yeah, no. And it's one of those, you know, overnight bus type of situations. There's, you know, everybody on a bus has a story, which I just love. I that that scene is also very important because it it describes the history of their relationship because we're just we're right at the end of their relationship. Right. When she leaves him. So that bus situation kind of explains how she got here. So in terms of like the writing of this lifetime movie, that that scene is really important. And again, just to kind of go back to the overarching theme here, but like the that scene is important talking about politically why this movie makes sense in the 90s, right? The, it it's it's terrifying that that there were halfway houses for abused spouses, right? Like uh, that it's terrifying that those exist. It's horrifying that like people just didn't think they should adjust the laws. Yeah, I mean, I I I think this that that POV may be above my pay grade uh in terms of discussing the domestic abuse situation in America. I don't Yeah, right. But I'm just saying, I think that mo that part of the movie kind of 
is I, I don't know there's like a heart to that um, in amidst this escape scenario this this horror that she's living um, anyway it makes me very angry I'm just saying it's it's it, what the actual fuck you know what I mean like this woman was going to be killed anyway well it, if it perks you up any I I think I just want to put a, a a hook on Nancy Fish if you will she is actually a Matreon alum she played someone played, named Mrs. Grundman in Troop Beverly Hills so Okay. Uh, she's welcome to the table. Um, well, uh, in brighter news, Laura moves to Iowa and she changes her name to Sarah Waters and she rents this big old house in this cute little town in Cedar Falls. Uh, with a wraparound porch. The wraparound porch. And she is next door to Ben. Kevin Anderson's Ben. And ben Woodward, yes, our musical oh. theater loving uh, straight drama teacher. <laughs> yes, tried to be an actor in New York. Now he's teaching drama at the college in Cedar Falls. And oh, he is, uh, you just know that Ben has just like the furriest little butt. You know what I mean? Like he is, I think he is, other than the fact that he's like, you know, he's probably like an actor, I think he's a cutie patootie. He's a cutie patootie. I gotta say, I I feel like if Sam and Laura slash Sarah ever lived together, their shower drain would just be a total mess. Oh, oh, Ben and Sarah. Oh, absolutely. That's they right. Are, yes, yes. The two of them are so hairy in their own ways. Absolutely. They. He's got they such to... big hair. Yeah, they have to get one of those shower mushrooms that catches the hair, the drain mushrooms. Oh, my God. His hair. There's this one part. Oh, I think they. Oh, they made out on the stairs. Right. And they were mm. uh, they were getting intimate. And then she stops it. And his hair is just like, oh, it's it's fabulous and terrible at the same time. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Julia Roberts and Kevin Anderson's hair are additional characters in this movie because mm. Julia Roberts goes through when she's. When she's Laura, she's got this like it. it it's like a oh, very. It's a like horse. a. It's yeah. a yeah. It's a bad Tina Turner wig. It's all very <laughs> flat. But yeah, she looks like a horse. It's so flat and but like puffy. And then when she becomes Laura, it's that mane Sarah. that we love. Yeah. It, sorry, Sarah. When she becomes Sarah, it's that mane that we love. It's that Julia Roberts hair that we love. Um, that I think became iconic in Aaron Brockovich, but. Kevin Anderson meets her lock for lock with not just the hair on his head, but oh, that chest. I just, he always kept two buttons open just for us. Mm, just for, just for us. And perhaps his students too. Oh, he definitely enjoyed being like the hot drama teacher. The straight at, drama teacher. Yeah. 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 But, you know, but soft enough that like the gays were like, well, you know, maybe. Maybe, you know, maybe he'll keep there me was a softness to him, wasn't there? There was there was there this, was, I think, like, on purpose oh. that like he was very much not Martin. Well, yeah, on purpose in terms of the, the writing and the casting and the directing, but like that type of character, you know, you wonder if it's on purpose. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like I think he's. I again sleeping with the enemy apologist, but like he, even the way that he dresses, like and the nineties nineties of it, the, those tucked in shirts with the with you know the tucked in button down you know uh, t you know uh, 
short sleeve shirts with the open buttons and those like those pants and the belts and the sneakers. I, if it's not real, then I guess I'm in my own sleeping the en- with the enemy situation with Ben because I'm falling for it. I'll wear the backless black dress if Ben wants me to, even if it's chilly. Oh my god! Um, <clears throat> I do love that the one gay character in the movie. Course, he gets knocked out, right? Uh, there's actually a bunch of things I love about him. He gets knocked out. I love the euphemism, right, of the 90s, which is he, they don't, he doesn't say he's gay, he just says uh, he's living with another man, mm-hmm. which again, the, the early 90s is hilarious because uh, they, they included him, right? They included that it exists, and of course, a drama teacher in Iowa Falls is going to be, you know. Um, having one hand on the maypole. Um, but yeah. I also love the fantasy that a drama professor in Iowa Falls owns a Jeep Cherokee. Well, I mean, I'm. It's very gay. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm really feeling like the Cedar Falls might be uh, a little, a little oasis in the middle, middle of <laughs> Iowa. Um, and yeah. So, cause Martin, for anyone who doesn't know, so Martin has gone, you know, hunting for Sarah slash Laura and has managed to track down, that she's been hanging out with this drama teacher from the college and well because the mom opened up her you know her mouth yeah the, the blind mom chloe oh i hate her um and so then martin's kind of he's kind of like the terminator where he's like going through the phone book oh, looking for yeah. sarah connor's yeah yeah that's right you love that movie now <laughs> i love that movie it's my new favorite movie Ugh. Yeah, he uh yeah, it's just kind of like he he drops his job. It's almost like he is a a monster ghost, right? It's this it there's something very unreal about his hunt for her. Um the, his psychosis, like I'm done kind of trying to understand his psychosis cuz obviously it's this 2D picture in a lifetime movie, but like Jesus Christ, he did he just like get up and go from work? Like what's the deal? Maybe, yeah. Uh, I mean, I could see that where he just like he's like, I'm gonna be out of town and hold all my calls, and you know, that's the end yeah. of that. He's one of those guys who can be like, I gotta go out of town. Um, and how much time has passed since that phone call, phony phone call from Edward Rooney? Since that phone <laughs> call from that woman, I don't know. It's hard to get a sense of like what the what the progression of time is in this movie. I feel like. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I have no idea. I that's one of the things I guess again, sleeping with the enemy apologist, but like I don't know how long it takes him to actually track her down. Mm. Yeah, it's it, I know that there's the I guess like a 4th of July parade, right? Is that am I thinking of the right movie? There yeah, there is cuz that's when that's where oh, Ben yes. sees her at the parade, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's another thing I love about this movie. Time had passed. It, yeah time had passed and i feel like when she first comes to iowa it felt well no because so that the deal was when they were in cape cod that's their like summer vacation home so that was probably the summer when she faked her death sure and the then, start of the summer maybe maybe july-ish yeah. okay um but she says oh it's gonna be chilly so who knows you know um and then she fakes her death and then i feel like then when she gets to iowa i feel like it's it feels like it's early fall so maybe I don't know because then it, then there's the the carnival so it's almost like what would a whole year have passed? Mm. We didn't see any snow, so we know we in Iowa it's going to be cold November mm-hmm. through April. So I agree. You time know, had again, passed. it took months for him 
to realize that she had, you know, faked her death. I'm assuming. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, like how long did it take till those like YWCA girls were like, you know what? That's it. I'm I'm just gonna make the phone call. I'm I gonna just call to... him. I feel terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but I feel like in the IMDb trivia they like they said what his like what his diagnosis would be, but I don't know. Um, some kind of narcissistic personality disorder, mm. but mm. Uh, in any event, I don't know. I, I that I, I have no idea, and I feel like when I'm watching this through the like WPIX Saturday Night Movie, I'm just kind of like going for the ride. Um, but the what the reason I bring up all of the seasons is that like whether this is tied to a memory of watching this on a Saturday night in the summer or just the feeling of the movie, but like sleeping with the enemy is such like a the way that like a summer night feels i feel like sleeping with the enemy captures that like it's not hot it's not cold um it just feels like a summer movie and i don't know why but i've always thought of this as like oh this is what this is what a summer night feels like it feels like sleeping with the enemy so i watched this last night and it it, in new york it was like uh what what are they sensationalizing it they call it a tropical depression it was a huge storm okay Mm -hmm. um a storm storm came in and it was raining literally all day and it was the perfect movie to watch on just like a rainy day a rainy fall day it was the first day of fall yesterday so to me this movie does feel very fall it doesn't feel summer to me i don't know but you know that's just that's how this movie feels it's very summer for me um it's uh Summer diamonds, some, summer not. Su- summer diamonds, summer not. You know, what do you want me to tell you? Summer diamonds, summer not. You know, get out of the tub. Check those <laughs> yeah, towels. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to get out of the tub. I will say, and, you know, forgive me for being, you know, an adolescent boy right now, but like when she, because they have like a cute little date, right? Don't they go dancing in his, uh, you know, in the theater and he has the swing uh-huh. and the stars? It's like a scene from, I don't know, Our Town. I don't know. Um, and, uh, I feel like you hated that whole dancing sequence because well, it's that you know, song. He, <laughs> well, I I was concerned at first that he was playing Brown Eyed Girl, but then that turned out to be this was earlier in the movie. I'm realizing when Brown Eyed Girl happened, or no, maybe it's not. I feel like maybe this kicked off a montage. Yes, I'm scratch everything I just said. So at first, it looks like he's putting on Brown Eyed Girl, and I thought, oh Ben. You've given me my first ick, other than like, watch, you know, I didn't mind watching him do the West Side Story dance with the hose. That was cute. But then I realized the movie was making me listen to Brown Eyed Girl. And I was like, well, that's the 90s for you. You got Julia Roberts doing that Julia Roberts laugh. You might as well play Brown Eyed Girl. Yeah. What was the song he put on for them to dance to? Who? Ben. Ben. Because then, then after Brown Eyed Girl, then he put on a song for them to dance to. Rock around Sue. Oh, 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 no, no. Um, Run around Sue. Run around Sue. Rock around Sue is my own song that I made up that sounds like Rock around Sue, but it sounds like Run around Sue. Um, Not my first time at a game show. Yes. Oh, so they danced to Run around Sue, not Brown Eyed Girl. Not no brown eyed girl was what played during the montage of her like putting costumes on. Yes. Oh, I see. It's all okay. Yes, there's the costume montage. Of course, there is with Julie Roberts. Of course, of course. In the 90s. Yes, she it's... does that like 
the pretty this woman lives snap. In the 90s. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the pretty yes, woman yes, yes. laugh, the snapping the box. She yes, does. Exactly. She has to do that in every movie. Well, she's so charming. Oh, oh I, I love, love her. Julie. Yeah, uh, um, I love Jules. Julie. Yeah, Jules. Jules. Jules Roberts. Yeah, Jules. Yeah, Julie Bobby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jules Bobby. Julie, Jules Bobby. Yeah. Um, Yo, JB. <laughs> So, uh, yes, okay, so it is right around Sue, which I, that's Dion, uh, I believe, mm-hmm. which confuses the other movie we're doing this week on our, our, our Matreon, which is yes. Peggy Sue Got Married. So all of it is just kind of like, you know, anyway, my brain. Yeah. Um, no, no, I, I love that he put on Run Around Sue. I love that track. I think that's a fabulous track. And, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, after that, they get all sweaty, and they're going to have, like, I guess, a date outside. They're going to, like, a picnic. you know, have a picnic yep. or something. Um, mm-hmm. But before, she, you know, she... she they, they walk home because they're fucking neighbors, um, which yeah. I think is just like, oh, God, how do you how do you date your neighbor? Anyway, um, she she she's like, oh, I just need to go freshen up. You know, like oh, minutes. I know. I know. And I then was she like, goes yeah. and she takes a bath. And I'm just like, doesn't it? It's a, it's this is a lot longer than 20 minutes, dear. And all I all I could think of is like, are you going to do anal tonight? Like, what is going on here? Yeah, and if you are, why are you taking a bath though? You're making Sarah soup. Like, what do we do? I mean, I am not a fan of baths. I I like a jacuzzi, but that's not a bath. But that's the only water I want to sit in. Baths know? are. I feel like there needs to be a uh, an end game with a bath. Because for me, I'm kind of like, don't people just prune immediately? Like, what's the deal here? I tried to watch I like when know. I lived in Portland. Um, when during the pandemic and like there was like nothing to do right so i would take baths and i'd like do you know bath bombs and and all that stuff epsom mm-hmm. salts all that oh sure and, and i'd be like oh i'm just gonna watch a movie in the bath right because i thought that's what people did it was a large bath and it i was like the movie's not even over it's hot <laughs> Right. Or the water gets cold because I've I've done that with like Epsom salts. And I'm like, all right, well, now I'm I, I'm just sitting here. I just feel like chicken defrosting in a bowl of water. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, what am I, I doing? I, after about after about 15 minutes or so, 15, maybe 20 minutes, Julia Roberts, I was like, oh, I'm done. Like, I don't want to sit here. I'm bored. Yeah. It's baths are boring. And I also don't understand people like people who are like oh i'm reading a book in the bathtub it's like oh i guess you like wet pages you know what i mean i guess you're not gonna i guess you're gonna throw the book out afterwards like i mean some people do it you know one of our og mary's sis mary shane that's how she would listen to us she'd take a bath that and, makes sense and to listen me. to us in the bath that makes sense to me because you don't have to touch anything you're laying there that actually i'll say if you want to lay in the tub and listen to all right mary or another podcast um or an audiobook yeah i get it light a candle, you know, um, put on some like, you know, uh, some colored lights, you know, do I one guess of those things. It, it just seems like a lot of work and a lot of water, uh, even though it's probably the same as a shower, right? A five minute shower or something like that. But um, it's, it just seems like a lot of work for not a lot of payoff, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to relax for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, like, I don't know. It just seems like a lot. Like you're lighting candles, you're lighting incense, you have the mood lighting, all of that, and yeah, you, you know, I don't know. Uh, she she likes it. 
she likes it. I, you know, I feel like after a bath, I need a shower so I can get clean because I've just been. Well, stewing. a lot of people do that. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. do that to kind of oh. uh, wash off the rinse off. I should say the the muck that you just sat in and that yeah. you shed. Yeah, all exactly. Yeah. All that skin. Yeah. All that that stock that you just made. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, it's yeah. literally stock. Yeah. Um, you yeah, get gravy I, with this. You know, I guess she freaks out. She gets out of the bath because she sees, I mean, it's a campy moment, right? Like the towels are neat, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> and she gets out. And that's kind of uh, what freaks her out. It's this pretty tense moment. I don't know. The, the movie, the last few scenes of the movie are pretty um, thrilling, if you will. Well, the one because what ends up happening with this is and then it's like it's a jump scare because like Ben's like, hey, everything's ready. And I I do want to point out as much as I love Ben, he spooks her even knowing she's like a woman on eggshells. He constantly. Why would he go in? Yeah. Why would he go in? Why would he like the first time that he meets her, he spooks her when she's picking the apples in his yard or then he like comes over again. Uh, or even I think another, you know, later in the movie, like slams on the door and it's like, yeah. what? So and then I think when he they have the date at the theater and he's like, here, stand on this dark stage, you know, and then he, it's just like, why are you being the Phantom of the Opera? Why are you being creepy? Like, ease up on Sarah. I, I'll say that. But um, but in this situation, once again, yeah, Ben is actually what scares her when she's in the tub. Um or is kind of the the false scare after she discovers the towels. Yeah, because she closes the window and he's the jump scare behind her, mm-hmm. and that's when she's like, "Oh, it's fine. I'm being paranoid. There's no way that my you know psycho husband is, you know, here in the house." And then obviously that turns yeah. out to not to be true. Um, yeah. Uh, what? What? God. God. The. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the horror. I should say. I think it's interesting that he. Well, here's the thing. What was his end game? I'm talking about um, Martin. Because he, he gets there. Is he just going to, like, take her back? Right? Is it, it Was he going to kill Ben? Because then he'd have a body to dispose of. Yeah, I, 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 I mean... Like, what, is, what was the, the, the goal here? Because he was even going to kill Chloe, uh, Sarah's mother. He was yeah. Gonna, and then the nurse interrupted and was like, time for your pills. So... You know, whoops. I don't know. I feel like at that point he, yeah, I, I think if all went according to plan, I don't think he planned on killing Ben. I I thought that that was going to be like a thing that he was going to kill Ben before, or try to kill Ben before going to Sarah. I feel like Ben only got involved because he was, because he showed up to the house when, um, when Martin was there. But yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess. I guess the end game was to get her back or to kill her. Like the fact that he, he was, he points the gun at him. Like he's going to kill Ben. Well, once because like the, it's the whole thing where like Ben, you know, she like lies and says, oh, everything's fine. I just, you know, come back later. And then Ben charges in and attacks right. him. So like Ben threw himself into the line of fire, so to speak. But, um, but he pointed the gun when he was already down and knocked out. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that like, I don't think that Martin had a problem with killing people at this point. I think, yeah. There was no, like, because he just would have, he would have gone to jail. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. Uh, 
it, uh, I was just like, Jesus, this is... It was not a good plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a good plan. Not a great plan. you're going to go back and reclaim your wife, um, who faked mm-hmm. her own Kill- death because she couldn't go to the police. Yeah. Right. Um, Killing her mother and then her new friend is probably not the way into her heart again. I... Yeah. Anyway. You know, I, the, the other thing that I thought was interesting, right? Because she calls, she calls the police. She's like, you know, please come. I've just killed an intruder, which, you know, mm-hmm. is kind of this badass Sydney Prescott line. Um, yes. What I think is interesting is that, like, she wouldn't have told. They were like, well, do you know this person? She would have had to lie because otherwise, like, can't you, like, be tried for fraud? Well, that's. Like, she's taking I mean, on another identity. She faked her own death. Right. Like. That's why I, I think all of this is so fucked up. Anyway, not to bring mm-hmm. it to a serious place, because I know you want to think of this as like a campy movie. But uh, well, I think still, she doesn't go there. She doesn't legally make any changes. She doesn't legally change her name. She doesn't get a new license. Um, she's doing all of this kind of under the table. And so I feel like there are the inconsistencies of how did you get a job at the school? They would need to get your like information to, you know, put renting you on a payroll. house, My renting God. house, 700. Like, Right, so you're just doing that through cash every month, you yeah. know? Like, how how's this working? Um, I don't know those details. That's again, that is where I am. I am the, the sleeping with the enemy apologist. What slim? What? Sorry, apologist. Sorry, I interrupted you. Apologist. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, because of those what, details. What Slim does in enough, uh, Jennifer Lopez is she just like walks up to some agency and is like, "I lost my birth certificate." And then takes the name of a woman that recently died. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, you know, I don't know how any of these people. It, I will say halfway houses I know help women kind of do this, right? It's the same as like witness protection programs, right? Like it is possible. I, I in the 90s, I wish I actually I'm more curious about those details, you know? Yeah, right. Like, how would you actually do this? Like, I, it, this is based on a book, and I have a feeling the book might have a little bit more, um, maybe <laughs> a little more uh, between the lines. But the one thing I want to point out as we're kind of talking about the ending is through the lens of watching it as the Saturday Night Movie on the WPIX Eleven is that obviously there's commercial breaks throughout, but then they would say, and now without further interruption, the conclusion of the WPIX 11 Saturday night movie sleeping with the enemy. And there was that sense of like, Oh shit. All right, here we go. And, and like, is, is that when she's in the bathtub that I feel like that would be, yes, that's probably when she's in the bathtub and then they wouldn't interrupt it for the rest of the movie. And this movie is in some ways is a perfect it fits that format perfectly. This movie is a perfect Saturday night movie on channel 11. Cause it's not that scary. It's not that violent. It's um, you know, like there's very little kind of like edited for television they have to do. And in terms of now without further interruption, that final like 11 minutes is, mm. is exactly what this movie serving. That's when things get like, that's when the goods happen is yeah, like pretty really much the... thrilling. It's really yeah. thrilling. Yeah. No, yeah. It's true. Yeah. Oh. When, when she, when she sees the V eights all, you know, in a row, uh, the boom box. Yeah. 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 Oh, the That's boom right. box. I mean, and I love that. I love that Martin loves to fuck to the, the themes, the main theme from the shining. Like, <laughs> well, but isn't that her favorite song? No, I thought that was like, that was the song that he 
always like to play during sex. And I maybe, but didn't she say to him to say? Uh, I keep calling him Sam to Ben. Ben. Mm-hmm. She says to Ben, he's like, "Oh, do you do you have a favorite? Do you like classic?" She's like, "Yeah, I like classical music. Anything Berlioz, uh, Fantastique, Symphony Fantastique is amazing." I thought she said anything but Berlioz. Oh. Oh, I missed that detail. I thought like that was hers and he would put that on for her. No, Martin. that was like that was his that was his jam. That was his anthem, you know. <laughs> so freaky. So wild. Yeah. Um here's a weird kind of 90s thing. I feel like this hallway is in every movie in the 90s, particularly My Girl and Misery. Oh, this this uh, front like foyer, the front foyer, yeah, with the stairs on one side and the hallway on the other. Yes, I I love this format. I think um, I feel like uh, oh, what's it called? An eye for an eye. I think might it, it had they have a grander version of it, but they think they have something like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love, and this obviously happens in Scream. I love when a final showdown happens in the foyer. in the hallway, yeah, or the foyer in the yeah. hallway. Yeah. I because the right. stairs are involved. Like uh-huh. I just. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. And the other thing I think about is like, is she going to leave after this? Because then she's only going to see her dead ex-husband on the floor. You know what I mean? Um, oh, like the trauma of, the of that. Yeah. Maybe she'll move know. in with Ben. Yeah. I think she'll move in with Ben. She doesn't have to be Sarah anymore, but she could be like, well, you know, I've transitioned. I'm Sarah now. And, you know, I do. Th- I mean, if she faked her own death, I feel like she needs to say that she didn't die then, right? Because, mm-hmm. again, that goes in with, like, I don't know what the law is, but, uh, yeah, I feel like that might be a crime to fake your own death. Yeah, maybe, but maybe, the, you know, it's like, well, I had to get away. You know, he tried to kill me, so maybe, that right. you know, with good reason. Right. I don't know. In, in my in my world, in, in the world of sleeping with the enemy that I want to yeah. believe in, it all just works out, you know? And yeah, I get stuck on the details. I mean, part of me, if I'm being honest about Laura, is I wish, I hope that Ben realizes that he should just be sort of a rebound friend and that maybe Laura needs to realize herself a little bit more without somebody else. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's such a he's such a cutie patootie. I just think that, Hang in there, you know. I don't I know. I think she's gonna run into trouble because he's gonna start, you know, flirting with these undergrads. Oh, you think eventually some little, you know, Midwestern girl is gonna yeah, Shelly, uh huh, a Shelly yeah. or like yeah. a um or a Tamra. Caitlin with a wa a Tamra, mm-hmm. um, who just uh, yeah. you know she's from she's from Wisconsin and she wants mm-hmm. to study acting, so she goes you know she's like oh, I'm gonna go to Iowa. Yeah, no, yeah. I always heard good Cedar Falls Cedar is a good Falls. program. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's nice. Yeah, there's, yeah. you know, it's it's nice. It's it's uh, the, the campus is real pretty. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Her aunt Paula went there in the eighties. Yeah. yeah, Tamara gets a thing for Professor Woodward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone else might not, but pr- Professor Woodward. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right, Woodward. Oh God, the stupid pun, Mary. Uh, yeah, you're fired. thanks. You're fired. Yeah, well, uh, that's that's how I would pick him up, and then he would take me to a carnival. Ugh. <laughs> Great, and I mean that that Ferris wheel was scary. Yeah, I that's the th- I mean I love a carnival scene. I a carnival scene in the nineties. 
Or is, in Euphoria, but yes. Or in Euphoria, but there is that thing about the 90s. There's that the way it looks. I mean, like this, like a 90s movie, The Sandlot. Mm, um, the balloon that people are carrying. The net does, yes. The net does yes. have one, obviously, Sleeping with the Enemy. Oh, what are the best carnival scenes in 90s movies? God, I feel like The Sandlot is one of the most iconic, right? Yeah. And it's got tequila. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, tequila is also in Peggy Sue Got Married. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh. It certainly is. Uh, wow. Oh, apparently there's one in Beetlejuice, right? I don't remember a carnival scene in Beetlejuice. And the carnival is. Step right up. It's one of the things that he creates uh, in his oh. little world. Oh, I see. I'm thinking of like a real life, you know, uh, oh, real life bumper one. cars. You know? Oh, a bumper car. So not like Greece. I mean, I get that. I guess that's that counts. There's a carnival. Yeah, that happens in some version of reality. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's the man. <laughs> oh. Oh. You know what has a great carnival scene is big. Oh, I haven't seen Big in a while, but I know Mercedes Rule is great in that. Uh, and uh, Elizabeth Perkins. Elizabeth Perkins, yeah. Yeah, Liz uh, Perkins. Yeah, and I always that think about, the, like, the detail that always sticks with me is, is Tom Hanks eating that tiny corn. Oh, how interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I feel like that was a thing that my family would reference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sounds right yeah. to me. Um, well, I just looked on IMDb for carnival scenes, and there's over a thousand titles that feature a carnival. So. Oh my goodness! You could do a whole podcast of like movies with carnival scenes. And the first never movie, been cast, never been never cast. been cast, never been cast. Yeah, when he goes on the Ferris wheel with her. Yes, I mean fear, fear. Oh he my fingers God! Fingers are on the Ferris fear. wheel. <gasps> mm -hmm. Oh, fear with uh, what's her face? Uh, Reese Witherspoon's. Yeah. yeah, I haven't actually seen that movie, but I know that a dog does not fare well, and so I don't. Oh know no! Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I saw fear. I saw fear as like a teenager, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't know if it's worth watching or not. Maybe for next year's all right, scary. Um, Maybe it's pretty scary. It's pretty awful, yeah. and the dog does definitely die yeah yeah isn't uh Alyssa milano in that doesn't she play like the friend Alyssa milano cookies i don't remember yeah. that makes sense to me but uh no all i remember is the Wahlberg. yes one of the Wahlbergs. i can't remember which one yeah mark marky mark oh Mar mark Wahlberg. uh yeah. who's the brother donnie who is donnie Wahlberg. Right right right, yeah. right 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 did you say six cents he was in six cents he was that guy oh. in the beginning no but he's from new kids on the block Yes, he is. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. They're saying that the wedding planner has a carnival scene. And I'm kind of like, isn't that an outdoor movie that they're at? I've never seen the wedding. Oh, the wedding plan. No, I've never seen the wedding planner or the wedding singer. I haven't. You seen haven't it. seen the wedding planner, Mary? That's a sleepy time movie. I know. The only thing I all I know is you my saved shoe. my shoe. That's you all I know. Like grilled cheese sandwiches. Uh, I, beats me. Mary, I. That movie's great because there's a, a very small cameo by um, what's her face from Into the Woods, the original Broadway. Oh, Joanna jo Joanna Gleason. Joanna Gleason, yeah, yeah, she plays the mother, but she's fabulous. She's always it. willing to do those little roles. She's always willing to like be the mom in two scenes wearing glasses. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, she's great. Um, she's yeah, great. 
Anyway, yes, carnival, carnival, carnival. I I uh, I love that about it. I think that the uh, carnival scenes are a good staple in a movie because things can happen yeah. there. Things can happen at a carnival. Yeah, I just uh, isn't there some song like that? You know, I don't know. There's something can happen at the carnival. Isn't there that musical carnival? Isn't that a song in it? Hey, something happened at the carnival. Isn't that that song? <laughs> N- no, but I, there's a uh, there's that mo- there's that uh, off Broadway show. Oh God, I saw it in the West Village. Uh, oh God, what are some and uh, f- the Fun House? Oh fuck. Uh, God. Anyway, a Broadway, um, a Broadway show about the carnival. Off Broadway. Off Broadway. Broadway. Uh, was it Barnum? No, no, no. This is pretty recent. Now that it's kind of going around. Titanic. The, no, 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 Mary. Be serious. It's uh. That's a serious guess. Titanic. Well, of course, I would guess Titanic, and uh, Titanic isn't about a carnival. It's about. That's uh, about. Well, a I didn't know. I don't know why. You're, I don't know what you're trying to bring. You could have been like, well, another uh, funny thing is. It's um. It's like, oh God. It's like spin the wheel. It's like. Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about Jerry Goldsmith while I'm remembering what the off oh. is. <laughs> Yes. So I, uh, you, you think about that. I will go off on Jerry Goldsmith because Please. I was Amazing. so. I love Jerry Goldsmith. He's he's probably my favorite. He and like Philip Glass are the ones I like sit up the most for. Not that Alan Silvestri doesn't give me a little bit of a '90s boner sometimes, but like truly, my heart belongs with Jerry. And I at first was like, oh, I wonder, I wonder if this will sound similar to other things. But I was hearing there were moments that were reminiscent of poltergeist. There were moments that were reminiscent of some of the softer moments of the omen. And Mm. I thought the, the bigger moments, you know, there weren't, you know, it was, it was great. I thought the score certainly elevated this movie far beyond of the lifetime genre. Oh yeah. No, it totally elevated the movie. I mean, he did the score for gremlins and gremlins Two. He did planet of the apes Mm-hmm. Um, from his Wikipedia, I was like, did, did he compose the theme to Twilight Zone or did he only do the, like, like just the music? He did the original score for the Twilight Zone, the movie. But from the TV show, it's, uh, Bernard Herman. Um, oh, did that would the make sense. Season one theme. And then Marius Constant did the theme from season two forward. But Jerry Goldsmith, obviously, is one of the composers um, on the series. Uh, okay, so not that main theme. I would, I was like, that's a huge, like, fact, right? That we yeah. need to know. Uh, how interesting. Um, oh man, it's uh, it, this, this, the. Are this you title still trying is, to figure out this show? It's eluding me. Yeah, it's killing me too. Is she pretty? No. Oh, I have it. Are you ready? Yes. It's called Ride the Cyclone. Oh, you got to ride the cyclone. I've never heard of that, so I would have never be able to, been able to get you there. So It's about it's about a, a choir, a chamber choir that goes uh that goes uh to a, you know, that goes on a, a school trip to a amusement park and they ride a faulty roller coaster called the Cyclone. And uh, each person tells a story in order to win the reward of this crazy fortune teller, um, which is a chance to return to life because they die. 
Jeez, hello. I mean, this yeah. is, you know, this is why I just go to the food court. You know, I just go to the snack stand and I stay safe. Listen, it was a really interesting musical. Uh, it's by uh, Jacob Richmond and Brooke Maxwell. If anybody's interested in learning more about Ride the Cyclone, I I actually really kind of like kept thinking about it days after. Um, but anyway, whole other story. Sorry. We are ending our discussion on sleeping with the enemy, I suppose, uh, with yeah. Jerry Goldsmith writing this amazing score. I feel like the score absolutely elevated the movie to the point where it was almost, it stuck out too much. Oh, I see. I love Jerry so much that I'm always, I, that's just, that's just more of a good thing. That's just like, Oh, you know, th look at the chunks of chicken in this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but don't you think it kind of it kind of exposed how much better it was than the drama that was being told in the dialogue? I, but it, I just I enjoy when a score outsizes the movie. Like that's a thing I like. I think it's oh, like okay. horror that's movies fair. do that so much, where it's just like the score becomes mm -hmm. yeah gravity, where I it becomes a music video, and I really mm. enjoy that. So. Um, so well, whether if it if it does, I only I only gave it points for that, you know. Um, well, I I enjoy the '90sness of it. Obviously, I love Julia Roberts. I think she's uh, just so great to watch on TV. I love the beta of Not Sam, but then um, mm. all of the locations I thought were just great. And yeah, it's a, it's a good start to a horrific month of movies. Yeah, I would say this is a very, like, if you don't like horror movies, but you still want a little bit of a spook, I, I think that this is perfect. I think um, this, if you really want to feel that 90s fantasy, oh, that would be the dream if I could find, like, a recorded version of this from, like, airing on television in the 90s with the commercial breaks. I think that would Ooh. be, oh, that would be the ultimate, that's, that's what I'm looking for. That's that's what my quest is now. You know, I got you the know new what job. Commercials, yeah, yeah, and then I, with local commercials, with like you know, coming up next on the ten o'clock news. You know, mm. um, a further update on the Chandra Levy case. You know, I want to go back to that time. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, speaking of nostalgia, uh, we're about to talk about Peggy Sue got married. So. Oh yeah, I'm. Yeah. yeah, case closed. I'm all about nostalgia, and for me, this is my. Uh, Peggy Sue slept with the enemy. Like I, this is all nostalgia for me. So it's actually not far off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, there is a running theme of like, ooh, you know, you picked the wrong guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. So God, these men that just run around thinking they can do whatever the fuck they want to women. It's just, uh, it's a, a running theme. It seems. Except for Ben. Ben's great. I love Ben, and he can just... Except that he just kept spooking her, but okay. I, he did fine. keep spooking her, and that did seem like a bit of a red flag of like, okay, so like you you could never be sure what Martin was going to do, and now Ben is unpredictable, and like I just feel like it's a lifetime of Sarah just being spooked. Yeah, I don't know. Did he have like a savior complex? Like maybe he really enjoyed being this hero because he you know never saw himself as the hero. Uh, you know, he tried to make it on Broadway, couldn't do it. You know what I mean? I don't know. He's got a story. Yeah. When you're a jet, you're a jet, you know? And uh, I think he's great. And I think um, I, I I would love to live next door to Ben. I don't want to move in with him, but I'd love the idea that we live next to each other after like yeah. a long time of dating. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd need him to come to the barbershop with me, but 
That would be oh, great. Oh, no. No, what if What if in the summer, what if he ties a bandana on his head? Oh, my God. He looks like Joey Lawrence. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mary, uh, I think we should kind of wrap up our discussion there. Any final thoughts on sleeping with the anemone? Sleeping with the enema, you know, um, <laughs> just hold it, just hold it. Um, you can massage your abdomen. I have no, I think those are some good concluding thoughts. I love this movie. I know that it doesn't all make sense, but I love this. I think this is a great movie night. This is a yeah, great, yeah. you know, it's just a, it's an easy movie. If you stop paying attention for 10 minutes, you'll pick right up and, um, yeah, I love it. It looks movie. good, and it's Julia Roberts. Yeah, and it, it zips along. I I paused sure. it at one point to get like a snack or whatever, and I was like, I'm 57 minutes in to like an hour and a half movie. Holy bananas! Yeah, no, it gets right started. Uh, yeah, she gets away uh, pretty soon. Um, well, Marys, if you have any thoughts on sleeping with the enemy, you can reach out to us at allrightmarypod on Instagram. You can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. And if you want, I'm on Instagram at Johnny also. And you can find more of me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, where every week we talk about best supporting actresses like Nancy Fish in Sleeping with the Enemy, and certainly not Elizabeth Lawrence as sarah's mother Ugh. um but you can also find me on instagram at colin drucker underscore and you can find more of both of us uh on no where are we we're on patreon nope we're on the main feed okay so if you want to get more of us i don't know where i am right now but there are so many more movie uh reviews on patreon right now we just did a whole back to school month we're wrapping up this week with peggy sue got married and then Continuing forward, we're going to be doing Drag Race UK Season 5 on Patreon. This is a great time to join us at drag at patreon.com backslash or any slash. All right, Mary. Yes. Next week, we are uh, for our All Right Scary, for our first true October All Right Scary, we are doing Bram Stoker's Dracula. I've never seen it. So this is a, one a of those wild ride. <laughs> this is a video store classic. One of those movies I just never really gave the time to. And I feel like, yeah, I'm, I have no idea what to expect, except I believe Keanu Reeves has like a terrible accent. Just you wait. Just you wait. Oh, okay. I saw All Hamilton right. uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and I'm the time. guy who shot him. <laughs> the guy who shot him. <laughs> What's your name, man? <laughs> I'm the goddamn guy who shot him. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. Just you wait. Uh, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, my God. It is Ben Franklin with the key and the kite. You see it, right? Oh, Michelle, God. Shaw's yes. finger. Yes, the finger. It's Ben Franklin uh, with the key and the kite. You see it, right? Uh, and we both know what finger we're talking about. We yes, both know yes. exactly what Michelle Visage gesture we're talking what, about when what, we what say. What she would do. Yeah. What she would do. It, we right? both know. We don't even, we've never even discussed it, but I know what you're thinking. Yeah. No, for sure. 
yeah. Uh, anyway, I that's we just went on a little uh, yeah eleven o'clock tangent for yeah. two minutes. Yeah, sorry. All right, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Bram Stoker's Dracula is next. We have. I'm. I'm. I'm getting. I think we should lay it out. You know, week to week, um, just in case something comes up, uh, like Marsha Brady. But yeah. I gotta say, the like. The one after that is one I feel like people have been asking for for a couple of years now. Um, I can't believe we're finally doing it. I've never seen the one after that. There's another one that you've never seen. It's a television show, a crazy wild ride. And then obviously our, our last Halloween episode is, I, I feel like, a good capper. And then All Right Scary is going to continue for a week after into November. So I, I'm excited that we're finally going to be talking about that wild ride of a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a good that's time. a cold weather movie. That's a great yeah. Like that's a brisk cold November day kind of movie. Yeah. Um. And that of course will be overlapping with us starting our our Dragula season five. Mm. It'll be the season of fives. Uh. But I I will say listen listen I'll say this I'll say this I'll say this I um yes next week Bram Stoker's Dracula. I don't know what to expect. The week after that, I am very familiar with that movie, and I am very excited about what conversations will come out of that. Okay. And then I have not seen the one after that, but then, oh, the one on the 22nd. Yeah. That one is, I think, the that's the umami of this flavor profile. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? True. That's the umami. It's yeah. true. It's like, what? What? But like, mmm. But if you hey, haven't Nicole. seen it, mm. yeah, hey, Nicole, yeah. Uh, this is a good reason to see it uh we're, we're we're not being fair mary we should end the conversation there um yes but anyway mary's i i i hope you have a great end of september and a good start to fall do all of the fall things that you want to do that might include getting out the blankets getting out the hoodies uh putting the shorts away that's what i did yesterday i put all of my shorts away and oh. I'm just embracing, oh, God, just waking up in the morning with sweatpants instead of boxer briefs, you know? Oh, yeah. You cover up them gams. You know, you got to you got to put the burlap on the bushel, you know, Mary, you know, it's important, you know, because it's, it's kind of brisk now in the morning. Uh, I can cover up my air conditioner. You know, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I'm I'm ready. I just pulled out an old hoodie that I haven't worn in years. And I was like, you know what? You and I are going to have a really nice season together. There you go. There you go. So, and you start your job tomorrow. And I start my no Tuesday. I I, I have tomorrow off. I started on Tuesday. Uh, oh. So I although I guess depending on when this episode comes out, it might be tomorrow. But in any event, yes, I it is a brand new season for me. All right, it's not. You're not going to be a brand new season for me. Yeah, you're not. Not going to change. change seasons for me. Yep, you got the wrong autumn. <laughs> I'm the wrong autumn for you. I'm the wrong autumn for you, little girl, you know. Uh, not going to change seasons for me. No, not going to turn uh, my leaves. No, no, nothing's going to fall from my branch. No, uh, 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 no. The, 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 you can have stone fruits. It's not I'm over. I'm the wrong landscape architect for you, little girl. <laughs> little, yeah, you, you better. Don't worry about evergreens. They don't need to be because I'm not going to change pick those seasonal berries off of my my bush. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Season's not over. I'll tell you when the seasons change. All right, little pumpkins. We will see you next 
week with Ram Stoker's Dracula and have a great one. It's hot seat.